thank you for bringing that up too, because we, one, we, we know that being strong is being strong in the Lord, not in our own strength. And that's why he, he's lowing, he's lowing, I can do this. And actually the word strong there, the, the Hebrew word means to stand up in yourself. It, it just means that Jesus is in you, man. You, you just go for that thing. Just stand, stand up. Okay. Go ahead and, and stand up. And so, uh, there, there is a reason that I, I landed on this verse on purpose because uh, things are crazy. So I want to start with some bad news. Okay. I know. Anyway, I won't, I won't go off. Here's the bad news. <laughs> the world is not going back to normal. How do I know that? Because I read the Bible. Huh? <laughs> and yeah, and I, I and I put that here. It's going from worse to worser. That's in my notes. Worse to worser, for sure. And how do I know that? Is because the Bible says, First uh, Timothy three one to five says, but mark this: there will be terrible times in the last days. <laughs> Good times, but you'll be driving that cool car <laughs> in the terrible time. I, I, I'm just gonna hassle you for a couple. Just this is it. That was it. Um, no more hassling. I just want to drive your car around the parking lot. Uh, anyway, people be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. Watch it now. Uh, ungrateful, unholy, unholy, unholy. I have to always underline that because the, the thing that, that Christians have lost is the holiness of God. You know me, when, I, when I'm worshiping, I'm like, I just want to be in the, in the presence of God. God is holy, unholy. If you see it's unholy, step back. Step back, everybody. Without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Have nothing to do with such people. The end. So how do I know that things are going from worse to worse? Because 2,000 years ago, Paul's like, watch this, Timothy. This is where it's all going. And uh, the reality is we're seeing it a little more clearly than probably even Paul did. But the second part of the reality there is that we're always living in times where we're going to need strength and courage to go through it, right? Okay, so I want to encourage you today, uh, not just with this verse, but we've been talking about the promises of God, and this, and m- most of the promises, you know, we've, well, we've, we've, we went through Psalm 23 a couple, a couple weeks, and we're just looking at all the glory of Jesus, and we're our shepherd, and he's leading us and guiding us in the midst of our enemies. We're eating lunch. We're having a good old time. And that's because God is God. That's because he's the shepherd is the shepherd. But this, there's promises in the Bible that are actually conditional. Actually, a lot of them are conditional. And so there's actually ones that are that are just, they're just promises that, uh, you know, they're just going to comfort and encourage us. But there's others that they're all about action. And I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to skip past the scriptures that say, listen, we're living in times where, where we're going to need the promises of God for act, 
for our action. Remember after the church was born, what was the next book written? Acts. Acts? No, it was actually the, the Acts of the Apostles and all the other people that were hanging out with them. Uh, the, the word is praxis. It means that they put in the work, right? And, and I think that, uh, you know, I didn't want to go sideways on the promises of God where we're all just at the spa going, man, isn't God good? Look at all these promises. Got 3,000 promises. We are kicking it. Now, I've been on vacation a few times this summer, and I love the promise of God, the promises rest, peace. I like this. But the reality is that we are the light of the world. We're the last ones. We're the last bastions from hell. We stand at the gate of hell and say, Don't come this way! That's why we're here. Sorry, I, I, I say it. But that's, it's hard for us to do, though, because we want to live the, the other life, the life of, you know, good Americans. I'm all about freedom. I'm a freedom-loving guy. I have tested positive for freedom. I have the T-shirt. Actually, that's what it says. I, I saw that T-shirt. I'm like, ah, I, I've tested positive for a lot of stuff, guys. But anyway, where are we here? <laughs> but I've definitely tested positive for freedom. Anyway, so in an uncertain world, we are called to live courageously. And we're going to have an opportunity. How do I know? Because I also read my Bible. Don't you hate when you're reading the Bible? There's all kinds of stuff in there that's like... But mark this, terrible times. Ah, let's, let's highlight that in black. Uh, let's highlight this, uh, that Paul says that all who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. I am going to another church. <laughs> I was like, what do I have to do to get out of that verse? No. But that's where we come to with Joshua right here. Because Joshua wasn't, it wasn't like, be strong, be courageous. But where was he going? He was taking the people into the promised land. Now, what was in the promised land? Giants, Giants enemies, <laughs> you know, snakes, all kinds of stuff. Stuff that they were afraid of. And I really feel that this season of time that we're in, we are going into the promised land, but the, but the promised land is full of enemies. Are you okay? I hate that. You know me. I, I, I want to be at the back of the line when people are shooting up front. I'm that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't show it. But what the Lord's been showing me lately is that someone's got to stay in the front. Somebody's got to lead. From the front, and he he says, I, "I love, I love Joshua because he's like, you're going in, you're going to stand, you're going to be courageous, and you're going to listen to me." So, how how are we going to live courageously in this crazy, uncertain world? You ready? Uh, number one is he uh, says right here, get and stay grounded in His Word. If I was I was thinking today. Do I read my Bible and meditate day and night more than I do my newsworthy? My, I always call them my stories because my grandma, she, she would watch the soap operas and she, she goes, oh, I'm, I'm watching my stories. 
Um, but now, it's, you know, anything you listen to or, or watch on your phone, that's just your stories, guys. And it really is a story. It's not true. There is nothing the world is telling you. There's nothing the world is telling you that is true like this. You want to be prosperous? You want to be successful in the right way? Man, this is it. So this morning, don't you hate when the, you know, if you meditate on the Word, then the Holy Spirit will speak to you. You guys are like, that's why I don't meditate on the Word. I just want to live my life independent of God. No, I don't. No one here does. I know they don't. You guys online, I, I know I'm, I'm talking to you guys too. But I was, think, I, I was reading this, and I'm like, I really, I have, I have a bunch of different sub stacks and stuff that I read. I, I, as soon as I read this and I felt the Holy Spirit saying, unsubscribe. Like, unsubscribe? All my stories? Yep. Just go ahead, unsubscribe your stories. And so I, I was doing that, and I was like, hold on, I'm supposed to, I want to pray. I wanted to pray, but the Lord's just like, just, just go ahead, unsubscribe. We're not going to be courageous if we're listening to the stuff of the world. Did you know that? What, 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 tell me how much good news is on the news. Very, very, very little, once in a while. Every, it, it's going bad. So the reality of our times, we are in a war, and we're going to need to know what God says. Yes? Yes, we're in a war. He's walking towards the enemy. It's like right over there, and they're waiting for him. Okay. Uh, Do you know that Christians are out of favor around the world? Now, we're okay in the United States to a point. Again? (laughs) Who said again? (laughs) I know. It is not cool to be a Christian. Sorry. You go, you know, into your high school guys and say, man, I I am a follower of Jesus. (laughs) It's like you are out of favor, right? I I, I, I watched one of my stories. I was listening to one of these guys from the World Economic Forum, uh, Novel Harari. He's like, yeah, the Bible is fake news. Don't you love that? That's what they're saying. The people that want to control your life say that this is the fake news. No, this is the good news. This is the news that we need to know. Because as they're encroaching or trying to encroach upon our lives, we're going to be able to stand strong and courageous. Okay, nobody's afraid? No. You're strong and courageous? Okay, so far so good. Okay. And I like what Leonard says, we have to have it in our lips. You know, I believe, therefore I spoke. That was one of the verses I wanted to to actually meditate upon today. But part of the promises of God are getting them into you, so when you need it, you can speak it with faith. Because the promises of God are there to establish and to deliver our faith, right? Okay, we're just agreeing with God. So... How to live courageously in an uncertain world? You got to know what God says. You got to know it. Get rid of your stories. Start in on some of these stories. They're good ones. Everybody okay? All right, number two. Here we go. You'll notice that it says, "So that be care, so that you're doing this, so that you can be careful to do everything written in it. Being careful, then." 
you'll be prosperous and successful. Now, I, I love the, the health and wealth gospel. I, I was with my brother this weekend. We were down south. Uh, actually, a couple of my brothers and a sister. Uh, brothers from another mother. But if you knew my story, uh, the, I have a crazy family. Anyway, uh, the, the, they said that in the, the lottery was like at a billion dollars. A billion dollars. A billion. So they're like, we're going to buy a lottery ticket. And so I said, well, I haven't bought a lottery ticket. Okay, I'll buy a lottery ticket. A billion dollars. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> the worst that can happen is you can hand your $20 over to the guy and, <laughs> and say goodbye. <laughs> That's the worst that can happen, and which is what exactly did happen, all of us. Um, but, it, you know, we were driving, we were in San Diego, we were driving together, and we're, and we're thinking, everybody who bought a ticket has a dream. Has a dream. What would I do with a billion dollars? What would you do with a billion dollars? Come on now. Give it away. <laughs> I love you guys. Give it away. All except, yeah. <laughs> would you give it all away? No, probably, probably you'd save something for yourself. Anyway, why, why am I saying that? Uh, because our definition of, of prosperous and success is the billion dollars. If I had a billion dollars, you know, I, I, I just want to... Anyway, I, I won't tell you what I was going to do with my billion dollars. I would, I would invest it, seriously. Anyway, um, but I'd probably keep some for myself. Buy a mini. Buy, maybe buy a fleet of minis. Put them out there. Let everybody drive around. Anyway, where was I? <laughs> Sorry, you shouldn't have brought it up. Okay. Where? <laughs> but the picture of success for the world is different than the picture of success for a Christian. The picture of success for a Christian is obeying what the Holy Spirit is saying, right? That's what it says right here. Then you will be successful if you're careful to do everything that I, I say. Now, in the world of the Spirit, the Lord is speaking to each and every one of us differently. Did you know that? That we can read the Bible and we, we, you know, we have a number of perspectives to how the, how the Lord speaks to us. Um, but it's up to us when the Holy Spirit does speak to us for us to say, yes, thank you. Okay, it says to follow his instruction. Now, how many have been spoken to by the Lord and you didn't say yes? You just left it there. You didn't say no because you're good Christians. And good Christians don't say no. They just say, hmm. <laughs> and then when it comes the second time around, it's like, tomorrow, manana. Right? And then the third time it comes around, you're like, whew, somebody ought to do that. Then you get preachy. You ought to forgive. Right? One of the reasons for our courage is knowing that we're right with the Lord, that we're following what He asks us to do. I was thinking about that, of course, as I'm reading this, because you know, I don't, I don't speak anything to you guys that I don't take first into myself and then get discouraged and say, what kind of Christian are you? I was telling my sister that this year. Uh, I've been a pastor for years and years. I should be better than I am. Right? You think, God made you a pastor. You ought to be really good. I should be like levitating or something by now. But I'm not. I'm still walking it out every day. And the Lord said, unsubscribe from your stories. I said, 
<laughs> I said, is that you, Lord? Yeah, is that you, Jesus? Can't be Jesus. That devil's trying to get me to unsubscribe from my stories. Because <laughs> if I'm not informed, where would I be? But what if the Lord said unsubscribe because he was going to start speaking better stuff to me through the word? Because every time God asks us to do something, it's always for our good. Did you know that? Always. No matter what the Bible says, it's good for us. Okay, let's go on. Um, so, obey the Holy Spirit's promptings if we want to live courageously. The reason that we feel weak a lot of times is because we know that we're not following the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Right? And that is a position of weakness. When we're compromising what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, that is a, that's a place where the enemy can come and take control of our lives. Right? We're leaving a foothold for the devil. And we don't want that. Okay. I was reading a n- number of scriptures. This, you know, both Moses, David, they cried out to God and said, Teach me, Lord. Teach me your ways. Let me know your paths. I want to know you. And I realized as I was studying this, like, Lord, I, I've been walking with you long enough that I don't know if I'm passionate to say, I need to know you even better. And that's what he's saying here is like, you know, Josh, when, when you get over to the promised land and you're facing the, the enemies, you want to be prosperous and successful. Say yes to what I'm asking you. Okay. Last but not least, how to live courageously in an uncertain world. You got to step out into unfamiliar paths. You know, we spend most of our life trying to find homeostasis in our life, don't we? It's like something's out of, out of kilter. My garage gets overwhelming. I'm like, then I clean it. And then my garage gets dirty again, and I clean it. But our lives are not meant to be less than dangerous. Now, don't put a bunch of stuff on your garage and walk out in, without the light on. I'm not talking about that kind of dangerous. But the Lord is asking all of us in these days to take one step outside your comfort zone, right? Now, that's going to look different to every single one of you. It, to me, I've got to unsubscribe. It's a little thing, right? But I was thinking about, you know, David. You know, we got David's stories. He's facing the enemies. He's facing Goliath. That's a big comfort zone. He's probably not asking you to, to strike any Goliath. He's probably asking you to just get a mini guy. Just get one of the little ones. The little things in your heart. Okay. Okay. So... One of the reasons that we don't experience God's presence in His fullness is because we're not stepping out into it. We're going to the spa, right? It's like, okay, I'm a, I'm a Christian that wants to go to the spa. You too? All right. But to experience the fullness of God, it comes when we're stepping out of our comfort zone, right? All right. And often going into the enemy's territory. So... With that, I'm going to ask you a question, and then we're going to end. What's God asking of you? I put down here is a 
Is he asking you to stop something? Is he asking you to start something? Is he asking you to give something? Maybe give up something. If I were a billionaire, what would I do? Well, you're not a billionaire, but you're still in the top 1% if you're sitting in this room. Uh, or if you're watching online because you're watching on a cool computer or television set, I'm sure. Um, right? And what's the Lord asking of you? You can give something, right? But here's a big one, and it comes up over and over and over in the Scriptures. Is there something you need to forgive? Because where the enemy takes the, the quickest ground is when we're out of kilter with a, another relationship. Do you know that? That if you, want the, if you want to give the enemy a foothold in your life, just leave somebody unforgiven in your life. So with that, let's go ahead and uh, let's just pause for a moment and address the Lord. Father, we come to this place where Joshua was, really. Not in the promised land yet, but comfortable. And you called him to go forward into the unknown, into a land full of enemies. And you told him, be strong and courageous because of the word of God. And Lord, this morning, I know that all of us, as we read that, we're like, I'm not very strong. I'm not very courageous. Yet in our lives, we have to face so many different things. We have to face our bosses. We've got to face our, the economy. We've got to face so many things that are beyond our control. But mostly, we get to face you, Lord, face to face, where you instruct us and teach us and encourage us and love us. So, Lord, before we, we end here this morning, I know that you've spoken to each and every one of us uh, here or maybe earlier in the day or maybe last week, and you've called us to do something, something with our life. And, Lord, we don't want to leave it sitting there any longer. We want to say yes to it. But I know we're weak, and you say be strong. And we know we're afraid, and you say be courageous. And the reason is, is because you are with us no matter where we go. And as we walk, we'll learn that you're the one that did it. It wasn't even us. It was just us taking that step of faith with you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do this week as we say yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Did you guys say yes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll stand before God. For those online, I can't entice you with the lunchtime uh, follies. Uh, so God bless you, and we'll see you guys later. <laughs> Signing off. The rest of us, uh, we're going to have fruit and bagels today. And uh Let's encourage one another, pray for one another, we're, we, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. God bless.